0: Stop and Caroline. (laughs) Hi Esther,
1: I see you have your little
0: game show mic. (laughs) My god, is that Drew Carey or my friend Esther? Okay, I'm so embarrassed. Everyone's making fun making fun of this mic. People on TikTok use this mic all the time, okay? I'm just trying to be like the cool TikTokers. Where did you buy a mic and how much did that cost? I I don't remember. (laughs) It's <laughs> a
1: simple question. <laughs> okay, can, well we'll circle back to the mic. Esther, there's
0: so much so much to talk about on today's glowing up. Can I just put you like on the spot and bring up a subject I know you don't want to talk about, but can I just do it? Oh no, you're What's mad. Up? You're so mad. You're so mad. Dude, that army hammer link I texted you today, please just indulge me. Please give me this. Did you look okay. at it?
1: No, because I'm so sick of his ass. I'm so done with him. I, I I don't know if he's having, like, a mental breakdown or if he's just, like, this really privileged guy living on the Cayman Islands who, like, doesn't give a shit what news stories are going out. Like, I can't get a sense of it, but, and I find myself repulsed by everything about him and the media frenzy around him. Esther, why don't you summarize the link that you sent? Because I did not click it. Okay,
0: I just want to preface this by saying, like, I don't, excuse me maybe I'm maybe this is kink shaming maybe I'm a bad person maybe I'm just a piece of shit gossip that said (laughs) it's a this girl he dated for like four months she's this like beautiful Instagram model she's like 12 years younger than him or something and she basically talks about and it, it, she is just sharing her gossip with the Daily Mail, but whatever. She says that he, like... And getting paid handsomely, by the way. I'm sure she's getting a paycheck. She earned it. She talks <sighs> about how he had mannequins in his basement that he would practice tying women up, like, on the mannequins. He carved an A, and like, above her vagina, and she was really uncomfortable with it. He, like, definitely, like, bit into her skin. They were very much fetish like fetishy sexually which again like to consenting adults it's not really you know this is just gossip at this point it's not like he did anything illegal or you know but um very titillating stuff like he wanted her on a leash on this rope he also he brought her home to she says that he talked to her about like mommy drama and how his mom. Like, try his mom clearly knew when he was younger he had lots of demons and tried to do something about it. Like, pour- she poured oil on his head to, like, get the demons out or something crazy. Oh, that probably only turned him on more. and I- made him more of a freak. <laughs> but that, like, cl- he also, like, cried at night to her about his family problems and, you know, his marriage problems. So... She's like, I don't know if that oh, was just yeah. she's like, I don't know if that was an act, but I totally buy it. Anyone who's behaving like has these deep kinks, I really believe has some like crazy mommy issues and like rich generational wealth, family problems. Like I don't know, more money, more problems kind of thing. What what do you think? I'm a I also for legal reasons, I'm a gossiping pig right now. Sorry.
1: <laughs> for legal reasons, Esther and I are garbage. We're trash. <laughs> We're subhuman. Like, if you sue us, there's nothing th- to take. <laughs> don't even try it. There's nothing there. I, I, I don't, look, I think that he is so handsome, white, and wealthy. He is the complete axis of all privilege. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, are, is he rich or poor? He's rich. Is he <laughs> white or is he a minority? He's like white as it gets. Is he tall? His dad owns... Is he tall? Absolutely. <laughs> is he symmetric? Is he is he a symmetric face? Does he have classic Western good looks? In spades. This guy is living, breathing privilege. And when you are someone that exists on that plane of privilege and you have creepy predilections, you have fetishes that might dip into the unsafe, you are crazy, you're weird, you terrorize those around you you're gonna get away with more than the average person because you have your privilege to fall back on you're reinforced by the structures around you that keep you in power you know whether it's his family's his money whether it's his good looks his charm like I think he's just getting away with more and maybe allegedly if I just say the word allegedly you can't sue me Um, every five words. I can. I can sue you. (laughs) You're suing me for one microphone, but you're the one who has the microphone, (laughs) Esther. I, I, I I think that it's maybe allowing him to be more abusive. I mean, uh, and get away with more bad behavior. Look, I don't know. I don't care. I think he's fucking disgusting. I'm not a fan. I, I I don't know I don't know what else to say. Well, I am like, a fan. He's an abusive pig. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm here to say it. I'm a fan. <gasps> Esther,
1: you just sold a buddy comedy to Freeform with Army Hammer.
0: <laughs> no, isn't there something though? This is like the fall of the people that have have everything. Like, isn't there? It's like, oh, you had it all, but you had to be like a little too extra with it all. Like, isn't there something like that? You kind of get off to get like about, the, you know what I'm trying to say? <laughs> well, the thing that bums me out is, from what I can tell, and I haven't
1: been super up on this story, he seems to be in the Cayman Islands, which, as we know, is like a rich person tax haven. I think he grew up there, so you know his family was up to some, like, shady financial, like, storing money on the Cayman Islands. Like, I I, I am not, like, a, someone well-versed in these, like, financial <laughs> international tax haven laws, but I know the Cayman Islands is something to do with, like, rich people, like, putting money there. So he, like, grew up on and around the Cayman Islands. I think he's still there. From what I can tell, he's living a consequence-free existence, doesn't seem to be bothered by this recent influx of press. Yes, he lost a movie role, but he's just, like, laying low, doesn't believe what's going on, doesn't care. He's probably, like, still fucking locals who, like, don't get the Daily Mail app on their phone or don't care and just think he's, like, this rich, handsome celebrity that's lived on the island on and off his whole life. Like, the thing is, like, I'm not seeing... Any consequences for this guy. So no, I don't feel like I'm watching him fall. It seems like he's probably living it up on the Cayman Islands having a better time than you and I are.
0: Okay, last question. You're single. You're you're walking. Yes, I was <laughs> walking. The answer is yes.
1: <laughs> no, he doesn't. Esther, I have a you and I share we have a well documented aversion to typically textbook like beautiful people. I am so conditioned to prevent myself from rejection that I don't even get attracted Mm -hmm. to super hot tall guys. Like my brain doesn't even consider them an option because I've been burned. I've been rejected. This shit has been baked in me since middle school. Like I know my place. Mm -hmm. I know what I can pull. I'm not trying to punch above my weight class. Like I am more attracted to someone. Who's let's just say of the uglier persuasion.
0: Well, also those those hot guys, those tall, hot white guys, they they're rotten to the core. No matter what. And it's honestly, I will say it sure, we can blame society. Society made them rotten. They're always rotten, and it's never worth it. Show me one
1: one good, tall, white, rich male. Show Mm -mm. me one good one. Mm -mm. Would love. I would love for you to. Please. You can't. They're
0: as rotten as as my breath this morning.
1: (laughs) Oh, my God. I'm, I'm more rotten. By the way, side note, I feel like I've said this before. The best part about working from home is knowing I can eat whatever I want at lunch, whether it be, like, a can of tinned fish, a piece of avocado toast with, like, onions on it for no reason. I can eat the stinkiest, nastiest food, and none of my coworkers will know the difference when I get back on that zoom after lunch
0: as a person who has been your coworker before th- this is really good for the world that you're not <laughs> stinking up the lunchroom <laughs> this, you you have a bad reputation my mouth has become a living compost <laughs> and I love it um you know what's so crazy that I have not called you out for in so long is that you literally work for like the queen of comedy. And I don't even think we've addressed it on this show. Are we allowed to? I was thinking about it because so my whatever you call him, he's a fiance. He's my bitch. Just kidding. I love you. Um, he he works. He works for Mindy Kaling this past year. And she last night he posted an Instagram and she commented on it. And I saw it this I morning. Saw that. I was so excited. I was like, oh my God, Mindy knows me. I forgot. Like, oh, she knows who I am. Cause there's a picture of me. And it made me realize wait, Caroline freaking works for Mindy Kaling. Like, that is so cool. And she is such a like glowing up goals icon. Like, she's so amazing. Everything she does, everything she stands for, she's so beautiful, like, f- hilarious, hardworking. You freaking work for her. Like, that's amazing, Caroline. I mean, I
1: Bindi Kaling is 100% one of my all-time idols. She's one of the all-time female comedy comedy greats. I'm sorry. I didn't even mean to qualify it by saying her gender. She's an icon. She's a legend. She's so funny. She's so smart. I've been obsessed with her for as long as I can remember. I, I have to say, it's so glowing up, and this is such a specific... The one of the main reasons I became a Mindy Kaling fan back in the Office days, and I did not even watch The Office. Mindy Kaling used to have a shopping, makeup, and like everything blog. I know. I think it, I think it was called Things I've Bought That I Loved, and it was on Tumblr. And I want to say it was like when I was in high school. Whenever The Office was on, it was a while ago, and it was truly like Mindy was a writer and star on The Office. The whole conceit of the blog was that she had a lot of disposable income and that she was a, she loved to shop and she was, she loved beauty products. She loved fashion. She loved sour candy. Like it was so many things that I loved. And she was this like unabashed young woman who would write about like the things she consumed in such a funny, relatable, self-aware and smart way. I devoured this blog. I thought she was the coolest person in the entire world. I still think she's the coolest person in the entire world. Same.
0: Also, can I just shout out her books? Her, like, those are probably, when Mindy writes a book, I read it, and then I I close my book reading forever until she writes another one. Like, I only want to read what she writes because she literally writes so perfectly for who I am. She is your Charles Dickens. Yes. (laughs) She
1: was she's so awesome she would talk about exercise and her like trials and tribulations with like running and like juice cleanses and her favorite like place to buy candy in LA like it was everything to me it was my bible and I think it's still and I will still once in a while pull it back up you can like find screenshots snapshots of websites on the dark web uh it used it was called things I've bought that I loved it was a blog spot and then she Reopened it as a blog called The Concerns of Mindy Kaling.
0: Mm.
1: Um, So look into this. See if you can find these old posts. They're wonderful. And she is as cool, as smart, as funny as all my wildest dreams. She is just like, it's. she is lived up to everything I thought she would be and way more. Just watching her work, watching her pitch jokes, watching her like the way she views a story and like the way she views characters, it's so inspiring. She's so good at what she does. It's it's intimidating and it's inspiring. She really, I, mean, I have no words.
0: She really just seems like she's so much fun. Like, I just want to move into her house with her and just have sleepovers every night. Like, that's how she makes me feel. And I, is, should she pursue charges against me for saying that? Yes. that's She should be and, concerned. And me as well. I feel I've already said too much. Um, of course, it's my
1: dream to have her on Glowing Up, but you guys know how it is. Like, asking your extremely cool, busy, famous boss who has eight TV shows in development. Who's also a movie 45 star. 45 movies. Has two babies. Like, asking her to... Come on our Zoom podcast is a bit of a tough ask for me. I'll be the first to admit that I have trouble asking famous people for favors. I don't ever, I don't, <laughs>
0: don't ever want to do it.
1: Yeah, it's really hard for me. I know the worst they can say is no. Like I know, I know it's not that big of a deal, but no, it's it is. Tough. It it's, sucks. It sucks. It's, it's a so tough scary. Area for me.
0: That's scary. No, that's a twenty twenty one goal. Goal is we will put our heads together and we'll figure out how to get Mindy healing on Glowing Up. Just maybe not. Maybe ma- we need the. Gl-
1: like maybe we need the glow that's almost worse if we had the glow like attack our comment section that's that that was a bad suggestion stop 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 stop, 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 stop. stop
0: stop stop okay i've said too much legally oh uh, okay um turn off your mic <laughs> anyways maybe, turn off
1: that tiny mic maybe
0: if you guys want us to do a deep dive into some of her old blog posts let us know because maybe that could be a fun segment oh my
1: god that's such a good way in i would be totally down to do a Mindy tribute episode. That would either be taken as super creepy or I think she would really, I think she would dig that. We
0: changed the name of this podcast to Min, the Mindy Kaling Show. The Mindy Kaling, the Mindy Project. Just like
1: <laughs> named after her show, which I loved so much. Same. I still love to this day. Same. Um, she's, she's the best. She is so cool. She, I mean, she posts, imagine my pleasure when I was telling my coworkers about Fishwife. And one of them, this guy who's worked with Mindy on many shows, said, wow, that's so crazy. Mindy loves tinned fish. And in many writers' rooms I've been in with her, Mindy will eat tinned fish. She loves it. Imagine what I felt when I found out that my idol, my boss, my everything also loves tinned fish. I mean, this woman is, she's a a gem. She's a goddess. We stand
0: Incredible. You guys are meant to be. And I'm going to wedge my way in there with you three. I'm going to make us a trio. (laughs) <laughs> Mindy we're the three musketeers
1: remember <laughs> I s- thought you said that like earlier in the room at some point um, Maybe
0: I misheard Anyways what do we have on the agenda today What? Well first off let's feature a charity Yes um, The charity
1: we want to feature this week is called the Downtown Women's Center And it's a Los Angeles based charity Sorry a bit inside baseball for our listeners But I think it applies The Downtown Women's Center is the only organization in Los Angeles focused exclusively on serving and empowering women experiencing homelessness and formerly homeless women. You can check them out at downtownwomencenter.org. I love what they're doing. I'm going to have on my to-do list to make a donation to them later today. I will do anything for women.
0: Same. Full stop. Thank you. And this was a charity that was highlighted by the Glomies, right? This
1: was a charity that was highlighted by the Glomies. I do not have the name of the Glomie that suggested it. No, that's it, okay. I'm so sorry. That's okay. But thank you guys for sending that in. And please feel free to send more organizations that you believe in, you work with, you donate to, you volunteer with. We love featuring them. Esther, we have so much to go over today. Like a lot of like fun check-in stuff. Yeah. Um, We actually asked the Glomies, for suggestions of things we should talk about, and they had some really, some really thought-provoking thought starters.
0: And what were they, may I ask?
1: Well, one question we got, and I think this is like a really, 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 really good question, are our work-from-home tips. Look, a lot of you are working from home. I'm working from home. Esther's working from home. I put working (laughs) in quotes, uh, if you're listening. And yeah, I just want to talk about, like, are there any tips, tricks, hacks? Like, go back and listen to our episode with Trinity Muzan Wolford, the founder of Goldie. Uh, she shared some really good, like, super healthy next-level, God-level work-from-home hacks because she's, like, a true living, breathing sh- shaman and health food goddess. Mm-hmm. Hers were, like, a little above my pay grade, but that's a great episode for inspiration. But, Esther, I wanted to check in with you. Yeah, so... Yeah, what? So we each... Talk to me.
0: We We talked. We went away. We each had the assignment to come up with our five best work from home tips. Yeah. Um, so sh- shall we go over those? Let's do it. Yeah. I, um, I, I wrote down a couple.
1: There's one that i feel really strongly about. I'm so curious to hear what you thought. One, this one is like the obvious one. It's like this big center bingo square kind of just like, don't be afraid to get up and walk around. Mm. Like I, I will sometimes something about Zoom you feel the pressure to like have your camera on and be present the whole day but like I'm sure everyone in your respective workplaces want you and wouldn't mind if you turn your camera off turn your mic off keep the volume up so you can hear and just walk around go stand in your doorway put your hands on the door jam lean forward stretch your shoulders out you know stand up reach down stretch your hamstrings You know, just like maybe it's like a timer every hour you make yourself get up. I know like Apple watches make you get up. I don't have one, so I don't know. Hmm. That's kind of like the obvious center bingo square. We probably all know that.
0: I would not have known that one, honestly. That did not think that you could turn your camera off and walk away from work. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, sometimes my boss would be like, seriously, you guys, like, take 10 minutes, like, whatever
1: you need. And we're just so conditioned to, like, overachieve, sometimes I feel, and, like, be present and be perfect when you're actually, like, maybe not being your best self by not getting up and walking around and taking a moment.
0: Okay, let's take turns here because I have one that I know you're going to have this one, too, so I want to be the first to say it. It's stock that fridge with the, the sparkling drinks of your dreams and yep. around 2 p.m., 3 p.m. when you need the pick me up or even at 11 a.m. when you like don't want to eat something, but you just need to like feel you need to feel your something. M- you need <laughs> to be reminded that life is worth living. Have a sparkling soda, sparkling water. Just like really treat yourself. Working from home can be hard. You need like the little treats. So sparkling beverage around 3 p.m.
1: Esther, I want you to know that I have written down, I kid you not, post-lunch sparkling beverage. So that right there tells me that we're soulmates. (laughs) Straight up. Yeah, I, I like to have two different options too. I have my more... My ghost sparkling waters, i.e. clear, no sugar, just a, a flavor, like a your, your excuse me, I'm sorry, your LaCroix-style beverages. Then I have my sweeter treats, my olipops, my poppies, my United Sodas of America. And I do find that in the mental personal healthscape that is working from home, I do gravitate towards the sweeter ones, because as we said, I do need to feel something. But I like to have both options. Me too. Any new drinks? Any new drinks
0: in the fridge, Esther? Any? Uh, I just did new a treats. I just did a really big stock up on United Sodas of America. They have three grams of sugar. They're like, or no, it's. I think it's every can is thirty calories. So they they're like the perfect amount of sweet, but not too sweet. Um, I'm really into the sour blueberry, the ginger ale, the peach. So I, I just stock my fridge with those, and then. I'm really trying to explore different coffee drinks. I ordered on mm. Amazon the Starbucks Nitro in a can cold brews, and those are like fine. Like those will, those are nice to have in a pinch because you know you're always in a pinch. Yeah. You're always in a pinch when there's a pandemic. Um, and,
1: always in a pinch.
0: And then that's kind of it. I I definitely am always always hunting for new things. What about you? I. Um- Yeah, for me, it's all about that.
1: That cherry olipop is always in the fridge. It really is. And I love United Sodas of America. Like, I'm so close to placing like a a phenomenally ridiculous, like wholesale order from wholesale. I am running out of space. I am kind of running out of space in my fridge. It is kind of an issue because I share a fridge with a roommate, obviously.
0: I don't want to take
1: up like so much space. I know Esther,
0: you have your own <laughs> water fridge. It was under three hundred dollars. I'll just say that. I have the Spindrift fridge that's sitting at the late night with James
1: Corden offices that I basically donated to them, and I am the minute I move out of my current place and into my own place, I am doing a the perfect store slash Thomas Crown affair style. In the night, sneaking into those offices, and I'm taking that fridge back. Please, and yes, this clip can probably be used in court. I'm now realizing.
0: Please include me in that journey. I would love nothing more than to dress in all black, put on a black ski mask, and and help you on this path.
1: Um, that's good to know. Okay, so
0: <laughs> my next my
1: next tip. This is so embarrassing. Like, I feel like this might be a kind of a stupid tip. Is so I, my work from home involves being on Zoom a lot of the time. And so I'm very like, you know, the majority of my brain RAM is like focused on the Zoom at hand. But of course, I have my phone next to me, emails pop up, texts pop up, and things will pop in my head as I go that have to be added to my to-do list. And I'm the kind of person where if I don't write something down, I will not remember it. Like even like resp- I was responding to a text i have to write down on my to-do list so my tip is i always make sure to have a pad of paper or a notebook like i kind of like have too many of them i need to be more streamlined with it but i always have at, within arm's reach, some sort of like a running to-do list that's on paper that I will refer back to. And when I have downtime, when I'm off the Zoom, it's my lunch break, it's after work. I look back at my list and I see things that I wrote down that morning, that I don't even remember writing down. Like it is so important that I keep track of this stuff. And also because sometimes you're not at your desk with your pad of paper, I always have my notes app on my phone that also mirrors to my MacBook. I'm always keeping notes of that. Like if I'm in the car if I'm out and about and I think of something I have to do, it gets added to that note, that notes app. And I can look at it on my computer later.
0: Okay. And stuff still gets lost. That's so epic. Because can I just tell you something? Everybody will forget things if they don't write them down. But not everybody realizes that the way you do. And that's why you are like, you really are on my vision board, Caroline, of how, who I want to be. Because the fact so that sweet. you know that about yourself, you write things down is so... Everyone needs to do that, but you actually know it, and that's cool. Now, follow up question: When I text you while you're at work, a million things—does it stress you out? Tell me now. No, I always tell people, one hundred percent.
1: Text me a million times. I will like I'm seeing them. I'll go back. And at, I may not be able to respond in that moment, but I. Sometimes you just need to give me a bunch of information, and then I'll go back and respond to it. I have the same issue with Becca. My Fishwife co-founder, because we have opposite hours. She's working full-time for Fishwife, and I'm working full-time in a writer's room, so when Mm -hmm. she's texting me between the hours of 9 to 11, which are like her most productive hours, I am not present, I cannot be available, I cannot answer her texts, and sometimes it's really important information. And then it'll flip, like, she'll ask me a bunch of questions in the morning, and then when I have time after my writer's room is wrapped at 4 p.m., I'm then rapid-fire texting her responses, all this stuff, and she might not be, that's her off-hour, she might not be available. So it's kind of frustrating, But like, it's, you know, what are we going to do? It's you got to have a system. Always text me, text me as much as you want, text me as much as you can. I'm seeing them and I might not be able to respond. And it's really hard. Like sometimes I do respond and it sucks. It totally takes me out of the writer's room. Like it's like I wish that weren't the case. But the minute I text or drag my little Zoom tab and like open an email and start responding, I completely miss what's happening. And I'm like feel guilty and I'm like, I'm a bad TV writer and, like, I don't deserve to be here. So I'm trying to be better and, like, not have my phone with me and not respond to stuff, but anyway, alas, I'm trying.
0: I have... Pad of paper. That is the key. I love it. I I have a similar thing, which was not on my list, but I always have this giant-ass throwback, this five-star notebook that I ordered on Amazon that I love. It makes oh, me... I it's a five-subject, so it's gonna go me a long time. But I... Here's why I like to have it is because... If I don't have this to just kind of take a break from the screen, I'm always on the screen. So sometimes I'll be like writing in my notes app on my iPad. I'm like, no, no, no. Let me do this on paper. Let me take a break from the screen. So this notebook has everything from like all my tie dye scribbles to, um, I guess that's pretty much it.
1: (laughs) It's, wait, hold that page up. It says Mrs. Esther Army Hammer over and over. (laughs) Oh, my God. I am totally kidding. Um, um, uh, yeah, I love that you have that notebook. Sometimes I used to have a system where I would have my big notebook and my small notebook, and my small notebook would be my my running to-do list, and my big notebook would be, like, if I'm taking notes in my writer's room or I'm, like, taking notes on a phone call, like, it's kind of, like, more space, but I kind of stopped using the big notebook. I don't know where it is. I, look. I want to be better. Like, yesterday I went to a Japanese stationery store in downtown L.A. called Highline, whatever. It was this beautiful Japanese stationery store, and it was just like uh, journals and pens and like really nice agendas that like make you want to be the person that like has your perfect paper agenda I need and your name. calendar.
0: I, I need to go. I'm so jealous. I have the receipt. Just give me two seconds. <laughs> She's going live on the show. High Tide. Okay, I'm writing that down. Thank you. Oh, she's writing it down. (laughs) It's going in the tie-dye book. (sighs) It's really
1: cute. And I got all these, like, cute pens and things that'll, like, inspire me and excite me to write things down. But, like, I'm not a paper agenda person. People that can keep their calendar, I do use my phone for that. It's so much easier because you can, like, copy Zoom links and, like, it's just, I don't know. I, I can't keep a paper agenda, but maybe one day.
0: I was definitely the last 10 years fully committed to iCal. However, in the pandemic, like starting last year, I just became uh, a paper agenda girl. And I'm really, cause you know, I was always, the reason I didn't like to do it before was because I was always out and about when things were happening. But then when I was always home, I realized, oh, I right. can do this. And do you know why I bought right. a paper calendar? Because Why? when we went to the Amy Winehouse exhibit and we read through her little journals and her little calendar stuff, it made me feel nostalgic for that and want to have that too.
1: Oh, that's so sweet. Yeah, maybe one day I'll switch to that, but I'm kind of running out of desk space. Okay, Esther, what's your next? I'm going your next work from home tip.
0: I'm gonna power through the rest of mine because I like think they suck now. I'm, I'm totally. I feel like. Anyways, one was take a walk my that I didn't mean that like during your zoom I just meant like in the morning or after like just to clear your head from staring at a screen very basic and stupid the next one find an opportunity to laugh with friends this is uh I consider this a work from home tip because normally if you're at work there's a good chance you had a friend that you could kind of connect with but you maybe not, can't do that on the work zoom so All like right. make sure that again before or after work you're like having a face time where you're enjoying time with friends or Maybe listening to glowing up is how you laugh with friends. I don't know. Mm. Perhaps. Um, Makeup. Put some makeup on. I've been doing that this Mm. year. I put it on in the morning. I just put on a little bit of CC cream for sunscreen and, you know, coloration fixing. And I put some uh, mascara, brow. I feel better. I, I just, I like it. And then tidy up your space. I... This is an everyday thing for me is to do a little bit of tidying makes me feel better.
1: It's what we call your lifelong struggle. Thank you. Your challenge. Yes. This next one is my last one. And I actually do think it's very important. And this is my most key tip. It has completely changed my work from home routine. It's made me so much more productive. So I use a laptop for the majority of my day to day work and Early on in the pandemic, we saw this tip a lot. I followed suit and I really recommend you guys do the same. I bought a laptop stand. So that's kind of like a standalone metal stand that lifts your laptop to more of an eye level. And I bought an external keyboard and an external mouse. So let's talk about this for a second. So, right now, what I'm staring at, I'll take a picture actually for the glowing up socials. Oh my God, it's. My desk is so okay. So we have here. You know what? Here, let me pull it up to the screen. So if you can see Esther, can you see this? Yeah. So I have my laptop is sitting on a laptop stand. It's raised up. My screen is at eyeline and I have a keyboard at my desk level and it's a nice big keyboard. Like it has that number pad. I love a number pad on the right side of the keyboard where the numbers are like a telephone kind of. Like, I can type numbers really fast with that. And it's just, like, nice. Like, I can spread my fingers out. I'm like, my hands are, like, low down here. Like, I can step straight. I'm still seeing my laptop. And then the mouse. The mouse is so key. I hate using my trackpad. And I have a gamer mouse that I stole from one of my old jobs. It's literally for gamers. It's called a black adder. It's so ugly. <laughs> and it lights up. It has this, like, weird symbol on it. But, like, it was free, so whatever. And it has, like, a scrolly thing. And it's, like, it's not like those little mini mouses that you can, like, buy for traveling. It's, like, a full-sized mouse. Like, you are in the 90s on your dad's computer.
0: No, I have not seen that since childhood. And I have a mouse pad. I definitely am intimidated by your computer setup. I also am just like, why not have a desktop? But I also understand that desktops are...
1: No, I definitely, I think my next my next purchase would be a desktop, 100%, absolutely. But I don't have that right now. Mm-hmm. And yeah. this works for me. <laughs> Okay, so, Esther, what should we talk about next? We have some other things on the agenda. We can talk about um, some snacks we've been enjoying. Let's do that. Uh,
0: Okay. Yeah. Let's do it. You're kind of, we're both, we're both food and beverage kings and queens in our own right. What are your, what are your current snacks that you're doing, that you're uh, consuming? Um... This one's kind of a sad one
1: because it's a holiday-specific limited edition item that I discovered in January, and I have emailed the company. They are not planning on bringing it back until the 2021 holiday season. So I bring this up with a sense of sadness, a sense of shame, and a sense of regret. It's the brand Lesser Evil, which makes the popcorn—they make popcorn, and there's like a big picture of a hot, bald Buddha on the front— They made a limited edition holiday popcorn, matcha and white chocolate popcorn, which sounds intense. (laughs) It sounds sweet. It sounds like not something I'd want, but it is a very light. Half the popcorns are coated in a very light dusting of matcha, but it's like maybe it's like slightly sweetened because it's not like bitter. It's like they're very eatable. They're very good. And half of them are coated in the lightest, lightest kind of akin to a kettle corn, maybe with a little white chocolate flavor, but not like where it's thick and hard and coated in a candy coating. It's a light dusting of sweetness. And together, it's just this nice, light kettle corn type experience with undertones of matcha and white chocolate. It is such a delicious snack. I got a bag of it on Fast AF, which you can use if you're in the Los Angeles or New York metropolitan area. And I can't find it anywhere else. I don't know where to buy it. I'm so depressed.
0: Is there any? Can you like scoop all the leftover bags up on Fast AF?
1: Yeah, I think I'm gonna do that. I, I think that's I think that's gonna be the way to do it.
0: Okay, I also have two snacks that I discovered on Fast AF. Which Fast AF is an app that delivers within two hours like that's their thing right they deliver like snacks and shirts and like all this random stuff but the thing about fast af that is so good is the brand curation they find i don't know who's curating their brands but they have the coolest shit anyway i discovered these things called kind root and they're adaptogen lozenges and there's one that's in the flavor is called mood and it's the actual flavor is lychee rose water and these these lozenges that have they are good for you they're very low sugar they taste amazing i am hoarding them i'm obsessed with them i eat them like three at a time they're so good these things it's called kind root wait holy shit this looks amazing are they gummy no dude they're they're suck candy
1: they're suck candies. Are they hard or do they have a little bit of softness? They're
0: hard. What what aren't you getting? <laughs> I am just looked up the popcorn. And it's sold out. So I, I, I'm <laughs> in an f- emotional free fall right now. Just f- <gasps> forgive me. Hey, okay, Esther, that's a hot tip. I'm going to. They're so um, good. And I. they said that they're going to be available on Thrive Market soon, too, which is cool. And then my other one, which I'm sure I've talked about these on here before, but the Behave Gummies in both sweet, regular, and the sour flavor. I eat a bag every night. I feel like they're helping me kick sugar. I'm just, these are two dessert things that make me feel like I'm healthy and pretty, but also like I'm naughty Esther still.
1: I, and this is a very like Caroline recommendation, and I know you'll be revolted by this, but I am really finding myself going to my Chomp mini beef sticks available on Thrive Market. They're like a fancy Slim Jim, and it's, you know, know, it's like no filler, no additive, ethically sourced beef, like that kind of vibe. And they make them in a mini size, which is just like about three bites worth, and it's such a good, high-protein, hold-me-over-to-the-next-meal, umami-rich, jerky flavor bomb. I love it. Big fan of a Chomps
0: mini. That sounds good. um... I'm... your eyes are glazing over. <laughs> um, cr- uh. wait, so I yeah, a,
1: those are like some, those are some big snacks for me for sure.
0: I have another one, which is the twice this week I baked vegan chocolate chip cookies. I found this recipe on Pinterest and I'll post it on the Glowing Up podcast Instagram. Um, and they're just so good. Because you know what I was doing is I was getting a baked treat from a restaurant, like a lot, like. Couple more, couple more times a week than you should. And I was like, I can... Why am I spending $4 on a cookie when I could just make these with all the ingredients I have at home? Like, this is ridiculous. And now that I'm doing that, I feel much more empowered, and I'm just... And I know a moment ago I said I was eating less sugar because of the other snacks, but... <laughs> Look, Your Honor, her
1: story isn't adding up. Oh. Your Honor, the defendant is clearly confused about how much sugar she is eating and isn't eating, and I... Motion to dismiss the case. <laughs> uh, no, Esther, I love it. Like, I'm all about cooking, baking, like, whatever you can do. <sighs> to That's the most empowering thing you can feel is making yourself food. That is empowerment right there. That's
0: what gets me off. That's what gets me going. What do you think you'll have for dinner tonight?
1: Well, I made a really nice Shabbat dinner, so I still have a lot of leftovers from that. This chicken, uh, rice dish from the Jerusalem cookbook by Odelengi, and it's like, it was made with like a lot of chicken and basmati rice and like cardamom pods and clove. It's like this very spicy, delectable, chickeny rice dish. Um, we have a lot of leftover homemade stuffed grape leaves.
0: Oh my god! Uh, so it's
1: just gonna be kind of like a leftover potpourri of bits and bobs and things and things and things. Do you
0: think I could ever make stuffed grape leaves?
1: My mom could definitely teach you. She's very adamant that it's one of the easiest things to make and it's very vegan friendly. She makes like the base, the filling, and it's like often I feel – I want to say it's like, you know, onions, rice or something like that, some kind of a grain and it gets very soft and like tomatoes and herbs. And then I think you can buy the grape leaves in a big jar – and then you just, like, roll them up and then, like, steam them or something. She will teach you if you want. That sounds so good. You should look it up. I bet you on YouTube you could find something. It seems like such a fun project. Okay. I think the wrapping is a little difficult, but I'm sure you'll get the hang of it.
0: I'm sure. Anyway. An- Anyways.
1: Anyway, anyway, anyway. Ah, <sighs> oh, gosh. Esther, I kind of want to talk about... Um. Glow submitted a question uh, and asked to hear an update on my acne journey. Okay. So that's a little bit of a sweaty transition. No,
0: I, I actually noticed that you haven't really talked about your acne in a while, and I'm like, what's going on there? What's, what's happening?
1: I have to say, like, I added something to my skin routine that I've been told to add for years. We've all been told it. I... I pish poshed, I poo pooed, and I finally embraced it, and it's made all the difference in my skin. I'm talking a 180 complete change. Acne is almost no longer a skin concern of mine, and it's it's incorporating a retinol, but more specifically, incorporating a retinol for acne, and it's of course Differin, the famous Differin over the counter. You can buy it at any drugstore. It's under twenty dollars. I mean, we've all heard of Differin. We've probably all like tried different at some point in our lives. Yeah. I ha- I just like reached a point with my acne where like I was doing so much chemical exfoliation and so many serums and like the pimples were just like never ending and never stopping. I was like, "You know what? I'm going to give like consistent Differin use a try. Try it for 2 to 3 nights a week, just like incorporate it into my skin routine, cut down on my acids and see" And it was just like, I, I think my skin does respond really well to retinol and retinoids. It was such a difference. Like, the it dries me out, like, in the way that I need to be kind of, like, dried out. Like, the pimples are gone. The scarring goes down. and It was almost like within a week my skin started to clear up. And I still use it consistently pretty much every other night. And... I, I don't know what to tell you. Like my skin is glowing. I love what it's doing for me. I still get pimples here and there, but incorporating different makes them heal faster and makes way less pimples come up. Honestly, I don't know why I didn't do it before. I feel like this for me really is that key thing that's helping. And I still use it in concert with a lot of other, of my other favorite amazing cream beauty products. And I kind of want to talk about like some other products I'm using
0: Wait, yes, but, I want you to do that, but can I just like I'm I'm blown away. I'm almost wondering should I get differin just for anti-aging retinol reasons. Okay, so you got to look up
1: some articles cuz there's different kinds of retinols for different skin needs. And differin really is for people with acne. Oh, it's okay. not it's yeah. So I would definitely look into like a gentle retinol, but like incorporating a retinol into your skin routine isn't scary. Listen to our episode with Shandy Darden. It's a must. It is like 100% every doctor, I shouldn't say that, but it feels (laughs) like every dermatologist and doctor agree that like retinol is a proven anti-aging, anti-acne, like whatever you need, retinol's got you. But the most important like flip side of retinol usage that I want to talk about is retinol does, especially if you have sensitive drier skin, will dry out your skin especially right now, we're in the winter months, I feel it, like there's, sometimes I'll use retinol and I have, for me, my dryness shows up as a feeling. I feel tight and sometimes my skin barrier will feel compromised. Like I'll put on my a normal sunscreen or a product I use all the time and it'll sting a little bit. <laughs> this, this moisturizing combo, I wanna talk about, this is, when I'm feeling dry, when my skin barrier feels compromised, I've talked about it before. I learned about this from my favorite, favorite, favorite skincare YouTube skincare Instagram. Hi, Donut. <laughs> Sorry. She's at Sort of Obsessed. I am I am extremely obsessed with Sort of Obsessed. She's an amazing skincare and beauty Instagrammer that I followed for years, and I highly recommend you guys do, too. She recommended for her dry skin, her favorite combo is she'll combine these two products from Crave Beauty The Oat So Simple Water Cream, which is a very, very, very simple under 10 ingredient moisturizer with one of my favorite products, their Great Barrier Relief Serum, which is like a moisturizing oil-rich serum that's expressly for people with compromised skin barrier. I mix these up in my hands a bunch on days that my skin feels more dry. So on those nights, my routine is just different and a bunch of this. And I put it on the next day, like no dryness. No sensitivity. Like, everything feels so good. Caroline, that's so
0: exciting. This combination is life. And,
1: yeah, I still do um, a little bit of chemical exfoliation on my days off from retinol. Um, And I've been using this amazing K-Beauty product that's a cult classic. It has thousands and thousands of reviews on, like, (sighs) K-Beauty blogs and K-Beauty websites. People love this stuff. And I've been liking it, too. It's the... It's by some by me, AHA, BHA, PHA 30 day miracle toner. It's just a nice toner with a bunch of acids in it and a bunch of tea tree oil. And it's like, it's just awesome. And I use this on mornings that I didn't use retinol the night before sometimes. And I feel like this is a really good combination for my skin but it really all, it's the different, it's the different. I'm still struggling with like scarring and pigmentation when I get one pimple leaves a scar like it could be a small pimple but it just like it has color and it like stays there for weeks um my tried and true products still help with that my snail essence by Cosrx, still a classic never lets me down i'm always finishing bottles of that and you know using niacinamide where i get can get it in my elta md or in like glossier super pure serum vitamin C serum like I'm still on that stuff but like Differin has just brought the acne to such a manageable place I'm in love I'm in heaven I don't know why I didn't do it sooner
0: I'm so happy for you because this really like I've been through the struggles that, with you like I've been at your side for almost two years two maybe three four years now this is a huge deal for me to hear that you're so much better I I I have I actually also because so you always struggle with acne oily skin I struggle with extremely dry flaky crusty crusty bitch skin and I weirdly found my all-star product last year that makes me feel like dry skin is not an issue anymore and and now I want to say that with, like, a asterisk, which is that, like, I have not been working on a show where my face is, like, abused by all the makeup day in and day out. So, like, I don't know, you know, maybe it won't, maybe it's not, it doesn't have, like, all the market research that it needs, but right. the product is the Drunk Elephant F-Bomb Water Facial. I believe that's what it's called, and mm. it's it's in the little blue drunk elephant bottle it's supposed to be a mask I use it as a regular moisturizer I it's pretty expensive so I try to use it sparingly I, I only use it when I f- I'm feeling super crusty but that product I don't know what they did I don't know how they did it but it's absolutely a dry skin gloomy's dream come true like where have you been where have these ingredients been thank you for being here now
1: yeah. You love that product and you've been, you haven't been shy about talking about it. And I've been a little shy talking about different and I don't, I, I don't know why drugstore under $20 acne lifesaver just like be prepared for some dry skin and some, the purging period and like the redness. Mm. I, I don't have sensitive skin, so I didn't have that, but get your like moisturizers at the ready and dive into it with different. You're going to, you're going to feel good. You're going to see a world of difference. I mean, I'm like touching my face right now in the places where I used to get acne and my hormonal chin spots and like when I get in the shower or and I wash my face at night when I'm t- I know not, I'm not supposed to like touch my face, but I'm just touching it right now. Like when I move my hands there and I feel smoothness and I don't feel painful pimples, like I could be brought to tears. Like ah. the lack the lack of something there, the lack of pain there, like it's just so it makes my soul, it makes my soul happy. Acne sucks. I know. And thank you for being there for me. I mean, so many, I feel so bad for my friends who had to just like be on the phone with me where I did, when I just like rail against my own skin. And I'm like, I hate myself. Like I look in the mirror, it's just like, you like, look, you don't like the way you look. It feels painful. Like everything about it is, it's just so mentally taxing. And I've had, thanks for being a friend who's had to listen to me just like be like, Sad and rail no, about it.
0: No, thank you. Necessary. Um, it's it's my pleasure to hear you be a normal human because I really do view you as so high, high above me. So you know, just knowing that you have struggles too is it's worth uh, its weight in gold. <laughs> Esther, you are uh, you're high above me in a lot of ways. I crush on you so hard. I. I actually have a question for you and I have, this is for the glomies too. And I hope you guys message us if you have answers to this, but do you have motivation tips? Because yesterday, Carolyn, you, we were talking on the phone and you're like, I haven't worked out yet. I, mm. but I really need to. And I'm just curious, did you end up working now? And if so, how'd you get yourself to do it? And I I don't know. I just, I feel like I can never have too many motivation tips.
1: Well, you kind of gave me the ultimate motivation tip. I called you and I was like whining and bitching and moaning and you were like, "Okay, maybe you don't need the motivation. Maybe you just need to start and then you'll find your motivation. And that kind of is what got me to work out. I was like, yeah, I guess I should just like put on this YouTube video, put on my clothes and just like start and see what happens. And sometimes it's like breaking that seal, making that first step is what gets me there.
0: Yeah, I saw that on TikTok. Everything I know, I know from TikTok. And they were like, "Maybe the motivation won't come, so just take the first step." And I'm like, "Okay, I wanna. I'm eager to apply that to my life. I have not yet, but <laughs> I'm right. I'm curious. Yeah, Gloomies, if you guys have motivation tips, whether it's just like getting out of bed or getting to your workout or whatever it is, like I always like. I that. think
1: you just gotta like. It's such an individual journey, and I I think that sometimes the motivation isn't there. Maybe there's, like, a myth that we have to be motivated. Mm Mm-hmm. I like that. The longer I, like, think that I should be more motivated, like, the less motivated I get. You know what I mean?
0: Yes. Also, I'm going to confess to you that I can't stop thinking about grape leaves.
1: I'm gonna. F- I can find you a YouTube video. No, you need no, no, to find no, some, no. Like
0: cool Middle
1: Eastern mom YouTuber who like tells you how to make the filling, and tells you how to wrap them up, and you just gotta go to a Middle Eastern grocery store probably to get like a. They make these sell these big jars of like, just like like truly like grape leaves pickled in like not pickled but like in like water or olive oil or something. Ooh. I didn't know you liked grape leaves so much, your little Dolmas queen, aren't you?
0: I love them. Well, Pita Inn and Skokie, you know.
1: I know, I always forget that you are <laughs> basically Middle Eastern because of Pita In.
0: Thank you. That there's no higher compliment. <laughs>
1: what do you think about doing a little Caroline celebrity corner to close us out please okay I you know we've talked about we've kind of done it the past couple episodes incorporating like some celebrity gossip update into glowing up and just kind of like a throwback to when I used to do this week had me like which I don't do anymore but like I'm itching to talk about celebrity stuff still and we, Esther and I you and I do it like on the phone and on text anyway I'm like why don't we do it on glowing up <laughs> yes yes so there's someone there's a woman I want to talk about today and she is a siren of beauty she is on people's tongues and lips right now and I feel like yeah there's been a lot of Army Hammer Alaria Baldwin but like we need to be talking about this woman and I've done a little research um, I'm curious to know, hear what you know about her her name is Lori Harvey. Esther, have you heard that name?
0: I know nothing.
1: Okay. <laughs> so, Lori Harvey is a 24 year old model, like Instagram model. She's like, she's stunningly gorgeous. Like, there are no words. She's an influencer, obviously. And more importantly, she's Steve Harvey's stepdaughter
0: what
1: so her mom marjorie harvey is steve harvey's current wife and i believe marjorie had Lori in a previous marriage and steve adopted it's like a blended family situation like marjorie had three kids from a previous marriage steve had kids from a previous marriage and now they're kind of all this beautiful big blended family so Lori harvey is steve harvey's absolutely stunning stepdaughter and the reason that she's on people's minds right now is because she is dating one of the hottest guys in hollywood none other than michael b jordan what and if you know you know michael b jordan is yeah i mean like full stop he's like the hottest guy in hollywood every girl has a crush on michael b jordan he is and he, so
0: cute and he's, he's just a, cute.
1: His body, his face, he's such a good actor. He's just, he's a dreamboat. He's a smoke show. He's un—he's unbelie- unbearably hot. Mm-hmm. And he famously is very notoriously private about his relationships. But with Lori Harvey, I think this is his first girlfriend that he's been very publicly they went public on instagram he's being very like P- digital pda lovey dovey posting pictures of her they're like posting each other's nicknames like it's like very they're laying it on thick and so this kind of caught my eye i'm like wow okay Lori harvey who is this woman how did she ensnare michael b jordan's heart what's the story here and the plot thickens because do a little research into Lori harvey you'll quickly find that Lori harvey this isn't the first famous guy she's dated. She's dated a ton of famous guys in her 24 years. And the list shocked me. And I want to talk a little bit about this. Because clearly Lori Harvey knows something, is doing something. I mean, yes, she's beautiful. I'm sure she's like a wonderful, intelligent, amazing woman. But there's clearly something in the sauce. <laughs> she's knows something, she's doing something in she needs to do a master class. She's got something going on and I want to know her secrets. So here are some of the people that Lori Harvey has dated. So first off, her first public relationship was with a Dutch soccer player. That's kind of like a good first famous person to date and get engaged to. His name was Memphis Depay. You know, never heard of him. I don't know sports. I'm going to Google him to see if he's hot. I'm sure he's smoking hot. And... Yep, confirmed. He's hot. He's he's unbelievably hot. He's got an incredible body. There are no words. He's hotter than I even thought he would be. Wonderful. So she was engaged to a Dutch soccer player in 2017. So that puts her at about like 2021. She got engaged and then she they broke up the next year. So like, okay, wow. She's not settling. She's not getting stuck in anything. She kept going. And then who did she date next? Her next public relationship was with someone who was 23 years her senior. Diddy! She dated Puff Daddy, Sean Diddy Combs. Oh so my God. So this relationship went, this was all over the place. They never publicly like acknowledged the relationship, but she was spotted all around the world with him at like beautiful, far-flung, fabulous locales. She was I like 22, 23-ish. She was full-blown 50. But then this they got more attention because it was revealed, and I hadn't found, like, total confirmation of this, but there seems to be a consensus, that the year before she dated Diddy, she dated his son, Justin Combs.
0: No fucking way.
1: So now my mind is absolutely spinning. I'm like, dating Diddy's son, hot son alone, is, like, an amazing, oh, good on you, girl. But then to somehow flip that into dating his dad, and it, it seems to have been, like, a amicable all around situation my mind can't even process how you play your cards that way
0: oh my god that's so cool (laughs) this girl is she's working it
1: she's working something and again stunningly beautiful any guy would be lucky to have her but like she has got that she's she's got voodoo she's using her she's using something in a magical way (laughs) She then dated Future, famous womanizer Future, who's, like, banged, like, so many women in Hollywood and just, like, left them high and dry. She dated Future. She was 23 at this point. I can't even get this timeline straight. I'm like, how did you get, did you date a Future? Like, it never stops. Then she dated, then these are all kind of more, like, maybe, like, they were flings or I don't know. Trey songs who's hot and talented, and Lewis Hamilton, who's this like hot Formula One racer. And now, she's dating Michael B. Jordan. They confirmed the relationship on Instagram. Like I said, Michael Jordan's been super private about his relationships in the past. Apparently last, he was maybe dating this Persian pop star, Snow Mm -hmm. Allegra, who is so hot, so cool, he was in her video for her big single, Whoa. And rumors on Twitter led me to believe that he dumped Snow, who's stunningly gorgeous for Lori Harvey. And Esther, I'm shook. I have a theory about her, but I want to hear what your thoughts are.
0: I just she's the one to watch. You know, she's the future Lauren Sanchez, who you know famously Mm. got Jeff Bezos when she was 50 years old. This this woman is not going to stop. She is an incredible. Again, like if I could invest in a person, it'd be her. What were you gonna say? What's your theory?
1: Here's my theory on Lori Harvey. So I think you're right. She's one to watch. She's an icon. She's she's a, man, she's a famous man and snaring icon. I've just never seen numbers like this mm-hmm. in, in my, all my days. But I want to break our attention briefly to Steve Harvey. And I think that <laughs> the answer here, I'm not kidding, lies in Steve Harvey. And I think <laughs> I've brought this up on the show before, but Steve Harvey famously has a relationships book aimed at women that's been adapted into a movie called "Act Like a Woman, Think Like a Man" or "Act Like a Lady, Think Like a Man," and it's a relationships book for women that like te- teaches women like the Steve Harvey tricks of like what men are really like, and like it's like gives you the real talk of like how you really have to act to like get what you want out of the dating game. And I think the book has gone viral for being like pretty much blatantly sexist and <laughs> archaic and old fashioned. But huh. of course, I'm like. Unironically a big fan of this book and I have read it. You have and yes, my mom gave it to me like years and years ago, and she's like, You need to read this book. And I she gave it to me and it has a fucking picture of Steve Harvey on the cover, and I like rolled my eyes. I'm like, why are you like because my mom is so foreign And, like, sometimes she just, like, doesn't know, like, she doesn't know who Steve Harvey is. So, to me, he's, like, some, like, silly game show host. But my mom was, like, seriously, like, read this book. I read it. Like, I think there's something to it. And, yes, the book is kind of ridiculous and you have to take it with the greatest thought. But there are some things in the book that I have, like, never forgotten that I want to, yeah. So, one thing Steve Harvey, like, adamantly, adamantly swears by in the book is that you cannot, he believes that women cannot and should not sleep with a man for at least three months into a relationship this is like steve harvey's like rule number one of like being respected and having boundaries and like yes like if you're look on one hand like two consenting adults like can and should do whatever they want you know sex is a personal choice but also like i'm a waiter i wait you do i'm a proud i'm a proud waiter three months is a bit long but I am the big believer in the waiter and it has only worked wonders for me. I think that it like makes men th- think of you a little bit differently, think of sex a little bit differently. It changes the whole, if you're really serious about a guy, it really does change the power dynamic and the, like what the guy is like thinking of you in the relationship. Like I'm just so cognizant. I know we have such like, a modern female audience and I don't want to seem like I'm sex-shamey or sex-negative, but like, Your pussy is your power. Like, once, if if that's what a guy wants and he gets that early on, maybe that's all he wanted and he, like, looks at you differently. Whereas, like, if you're serious about a guy and sometimes your pussy and your sex, like, is what you're holding over him is kind of that one thing that he can't get from you, it might make him want you a little more, might make him chase you a little more. Look, point is that... I think this all goes back to Steve Harvey and some other tips that he shares in this book.
0: This is amazing. I do agree with that to an extent. I also I like to be very weary though of, of the chase, the guys that are chasing you, because you know if they're just they're just in it, you're making them wait. Once they get it, then what? You know, you want to look. I, I I see both sides. I'm not a waiter. I, you know, I, if if anything happens in the future, I definitely will be now that I know all these things. But like, I mean, after three dates and the man who is now my future husband, when he didn't try to have sex with me the, after three dates, I was like, is this a friendship? Like, what's going on here? Mm. Um, I was very concerned and I, I just, I move fast, but... The, I need to know, are there other Steve Harvey tips that we need to know about?
1: Yes. Um, A lot of it is about, a lot of it is about like encouraging women to up their standards and be very vocal with a man on like your requirements for a relationship and what your, what you want out of a man. Like, it's kind of like, I think it's like terrible advice in some ways. Like it's, It's like if a man like if you tell a man like what you want out of life and like what maybe it's like you want marriage or you want this out of him or this is how you want to be treated. Like if he can't rise to that challenge or if he's scared off by that, then he's not the guy for you. So like, yeah, I think it's good for women to like vocalize and know what they want. But like you don't want to scare a guy off either and be like, marry me. And it's like date two. (laughs) Also, one of my favorite things that he writes in the book is uh, if a guy is not looking for a relationship. You can be the most perfect, amazing woman who cooks him food, gives him back rubs. You know, you're a 10 out of 10. You're any guy's dream. But if the guy you're with is not looking for a relationship and you know that he's not available and you know in the back of your heart that he's, that's not what he's looking for, you're never going to be enough. He's not going to want to be in a relationship with you. It's not you. It's him.
0: Yeah, that's that's great to be reiterated for sure.
1: Um, anyway, so, I don't know, you guys. I think Lori Harvey's onto something, and I think it has
0: something to do with her stepdad. I, I think you're 100% correct. Like, you just cracked the code. Cracked the case. I'm, this is amazing. <laughs> Look, uh, they, uh, don't call me the Jewish
1: Enola Holmes for nothing. Really, <laughs> <laughs> Bobby Brown is Enola Holmes. Esther, I feel like that's all the time we have. We've kind of gone over, but, um, that was a really fun episode.
0: no amazing thank you i'm addicted to you thank you for enlightening me um thank you for listening and truly share share this share us uh tell a friend share a screenshot we'll repost it tag us on instagram and your instagram stories we will repost you um we want to hear from you we want your friends to know about us we want to grow we want to keep doing this and and um and yeah now i'm stumbling and also as always if we
1: don't grow we cannot glow
0: that's right if we don't grow we can't glow and you guys are the reason that we're here so thank you we appreciate you
1: subscribe to our youtube page yeah follow us on instagram at glowing up podcast
0: dare i say like and subscribe Dare I be a 32 year old woman asking you before standing before you, asking you mm. to like and subscribe on YouTube, um, and also, you guys, she dares. Caroline is the co-founder of Fishwife. It's blowing up on the internet. You don't want to miss out on knowing about EatFishwife.com and getting mm. your hands on the tuna and whatever else they have coming through the pipeline. Mm. Uh, I have a clothing line. It's called Sleepover by Esther. Go to sleepoverbyesther.com mm-hmm. to see if we have some fresh drops. Otherwise, there's info on how you can be alerted on the website. Anything else, Caroline? I think that's it. I'm sir? so excited. Good day, sir. Good day, sir. That's what Arm- if we were dating Army Hammer, he'd make us call him Sir. Yeah.
1: He'd be like, like, "No, you guys can you guys can call me Army." <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I'm good with you guys. Call me Army. I don't need this sir from you guys. He
0: throws up. Um,
1: you guys. Anyway, Esther, I bid you adieu. Goodbye.